Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults. And beer. And beer. <clears throat> just two crazy Florida men drinking beer, talking about true crime. Because it just make, makes yep. it more fitting if it's two Florida men talking about these chuckleheads. Right? <laughs> so, uh, this is episode 25 or 26. Whatever, I don't. Remember. Whatever it is, it's take two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had a bunch of technical issues. Right, with two episodes, not one, but two episodes. So, but two episodes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to be rec- uh, editing this one. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it out and published in a day or two, and then Todd's going to be taking care of the other one, and then that'll go out for the over the weekend on regular schedule. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so. Maybe sooner. Who knows? Yeah. Just depends on how my new, how this new thing, this new program works for me. <laughs> You'll like it. <laughs> Studio One rules. Anyway, well, that's what you've been saying. <laughs> so, what what are you drinking? I am drinking Ice House tonight for no reason at all, other than I saw it went. Ooh, I haven't had that in a long time. Oh. Well, I'm drinking Bud Light. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's Todd. And that's Bill. So, you know, I, people are starting to interact with our socials finally. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got asked a, a question. Somebody emailed the the show at billzillaprod at gmail dot com, and oh really? Yeah, nice. yeah. They were wondering if we were going to do or to cover Jeffrey Dahmer at some point. You know, because that that shows on Netflix and everything. I watched the show. It was really well done, but it was really dark, really disturbing. You know, yeah. and I haven't watched it yet. No, it, yeah. it's it's worth a watch. And you know, I I, I can see you know how, how family members of the victims might not have appreciated it very much, but it it was really well done. It was a really good telling of of the story. It's ten episodes long. But I decided, you know, we, we kind of want to stay away from the heavy hitters right now, especially when we're a, a younger podcast or infants with attitudes. <laughs> infants with attitudes, yes. Yeah, so I I posted on social, on our Facebook and on Twitter, I said, yes, we are going to cover Jeffrey Dahmer. We'll do it for episode 500. <laughs> <laughs> Now it took last pot. If we make it that oh, far, oh, we will. The only way that it's not going to, the only way we don't do make it that far is if one of us dies. Yeah, that's my point exactly. We're old, <laughs> but it took last podcast on the left ten years to get to number to episode five hundred. So, holy shit, <laughs> we better if I could double our output, man. I can't. I don't know if I'm gonna be around that long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope I am, but still. Should I start looking for, uh, how, how you feeling, buddy? Should I start, should I start scouting out potential um, replacements? No, not okay. yet. Well, you, you let me know. But, dude, 10, year, te, dude, 10 years, dude, a lot could happen in this 10 years. This is true. <laughs> and, and, and we ate spring chickens, man. No. Well, you know what could happen in um, in nine and a half years? 
we we release uh, and record um, 475 episodes. Uh, <laughs> that could happen. So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll jump off that bridge when we get yeah. to it. So we, yeah, we'll cover Jeffrey. You heard it here first. Episode 500 will be Jeffrey Dahmer, and we're not going to talk any more about it. We want to see if. By the by, the time when that happens, when we're one of the elite podcasts out there and everything, we want to see how many people remember when we start when we start getting close to it, like 475. Like, hey, 500's coming, 500's coming. Let's see if <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll know who the OGs are at that point. If um, you know, <laughs> oh, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You sound like you sound like we're a YouTube channel. You're like begging for subscribers, dude. If we, when we get 500 subscribers, we'll do Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> oh, there's this one where at the end of it, he's a he's a musician. I can't remember his name. He's he's Australian. He just goes, do that, do that, and then do that, and he just points to like the the hit like, hit subscribe, yeah. and share or whatever. <laughs> right. So, uh, anyway. So anyway, uh, this tonight we're covering James Keene and Larry Hall. Uh, if you're, yes. I don't know if you're, you know, our listeners are familiar with that story. I mean, there was a TV series done on it on uh, what was it, Apple Apple TV called Blackbird, uh-huh. and I watched it and it was really good. I mean, it was. Re- I mean, th- these these TV like Netflix, Apple TV, and all that stuff, Amazon. Um, they're really doing these uh, these original series. Re- they're hitting the ball out of the park with them, and I'm not I'm not just talking about like serial killers or anything like that. I, I'm talking about just everything, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, it's better than you know, like a a TV series or whatever. Any anything that comes out on the major networks anymore. Yeah, yeah right. I, and I think it's because they're not com- constrained to the you know the ratings as far as. Um, you know what they have to do to be popular or whatever. They're not targeting demographics. They're just putting out a good story. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think they might be like trying a little bit, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, they and they don't have they don't have the constraints of FCC. The what the, what kind of what how much violence how much profanity how much this that whatever they can show you know they can do whatever they right. want. It's kind of kind of like a podcast versus um, listening to a local FM radio station. You know, we can we, we can get yeah. away with a lot more shenanigans on a podcast than they can on the radio. <laughs> Although they really, yeah. in the '90s, shows like the Monsters at the Midday, the Howard Stern Show, Run and Run, all them, they really pushed the envelope. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's for sure. But... So. Anyway, this is a crazy ass story. If you're not familiar with it, um, buckle up because you know I'm gonna do do my best to do it justice. Yeah, and um, main sources, and the one thing that I don't have in front of me is the book. Hold on. <laughs> oh, so well prepared. Yeah, it's called "In with the Devil" and a, a fallen hero, a serial killer. A Dangerous Bargain for Redemption, and it's by James Keene with Hillel Levent. James okay. James Keene, you know, became a, you know, 
he was a, a local hero, a hometown hero and everything, all, all pro running back and everything in high school and whatnot. He was just a, a winner. But he got into drugs, and he started you know, going down the wrong path and everything, winds up getting arrested. But and meanwhile, there was a serial killer in Larry Hall who uh, they, he was about to, he had won one of his appeals on, on a murder charge, and it was looking a lot like he was going to win his appeal on the on the second one. So they so they make him a deal. Go in there and get a confession from him, and you're free. And it just happened to be in one wow. of the most notorious prisons in the country. So, <laughs> Well, of yeah. course, you know. It wouldn't be a good story if it exactly, wasn't. like like if it was just the half the halfway Sorry. house down the street or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, now that we got the nutshell version out of the way, let's get into the meat of the thing. Yes, let's. So James Keene was, uh, yeah, he was from Kankakee, Illinois. He was a honor student. His father. Big James, he was a cop and a firefighter. So that's that's what he's called in, in the book and in the TV series. He's called Big James. Right on, Big James. I yeah, like and it. and his his mom, well, Big Jim actually, and his mom owned a popular like sports bar type thing. And his mom kind of also liked to um, sample a lot of different varieties, if you know what I mean. I yeah, I'm not talking about hot sauce. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. So she and Big Jim wind up getting arrested, but or arrested, divorced. And she, you know, they, but they, they stay cordial with each other. Jim, Big Jim remarries. And I'm not going to really talk too much about Big Jim in this because he's he's a prominent character in the book and in the, the TV series. All you really need to know about Big Jim is that you know, he was with James every step of the way and had his back the entire time. You know, and <clears throat> so we're just going to... It's just, I, I got 16 pages of notes here, maybe even more than that. So if I included... You know, we'd, we'd be into two-part episode territory if I did that. <laughs> so. Right. Big Jim, awesome you know, awesome dude. So we'll we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. Right on. So James was a, a high school football star. He was a, a running back, and he won a championship. His team won a championship. And he was also a, a star wrestler in high school as well. Now, he didn't go to a major university. He went to a community college. But he discovered that he could make really good money selling drugs, so he winds up quitting college um he was really successful at it and he was supplied by the the mexican cartels and the chicago mafia oh yeah nice i guess i don't know yeah i mean i guess if you're going to be supplied by somebody the mexican cartels are one to get the hookup with that and the chicago mafia although you know it wasn't really that it wasn't what it was in 96 what it was back in the 50s 40s and 30s that's true but but it's still there it was still there it's still there now (laughs) there's still there's still chicago mafia i don't know and i don't know anybody in it and i don't know who's in it and blah 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 blah. don't come kill me (laughs) 
<laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> so, he was born in 1963. And L- Larry Hall, he was born December 11, 1962 in Waybosh, Indiana. And James, he was arrested in 1996. And... He, he was he was sent to Ford County Jail and later sent to, to prison for 10 years. Now, the the prosecutor was a, a man named Beaumont, and he was a real hard ass. And and his, he becomes a he's a main character in this as well, like kind of like the 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 villain slash hero, villain slash antihero type of thing. OK, yeah, yeah so. Yeah, and he he was also the prosecutor that put Larry Hall away. Oh. So now we're gonna get to Larry Hall here in just a second. We're gonna we're gonna bring you up to speed up to the day that he goes to the prison and then we'll start getting into Larry Hall. So while he's in prison, an FBI agent comes to him along with Beaumont with information. It it was a a folder and James thought it was drug related at first but it wasn't there there was a photo of a naked dead woman in the cornfield so okay James thought that they were trying to pin the murder on him and of course he would (laughs) well yeah I mean shit yeah like okay why you know what's all this about so why are you showing me this this is not my king I didn't do this hell (laughs) So there, there were um, there were other pictures of of women, you know, just just like, you know, like headshots and stuff like that. And then, um, but the only woman, the only one that the dead, you know, blah, the only corpse that they had was the, that first one that he looked at. Okay. Now the last photo was of a man who had been arrested in 1994, Larry Dwayne Hall. The the FBI agent said that he was suspected in the killings um, of all of the women that they had pictures of. He he had been found guilty of the murder of two girls, of two of the, the girls, one of the dead girl and then another one, yeah, you know, that they just had a headshot of. Because none of the other victims had been found other than the one. All right. I would still be freaking out, like, why are you showing me? This? Yeah. But, you know. <clears throat> so. Anyway. You know, Hall, Larry Hall was a Civil War buff who traveled to reenactments throughout the Midwest. Now, the. Oh, cool. The, the verdict of the first murder had been overturned on an appeal, and the. the the verdict, the verdict for the girl's abduction was was under appeal, and also, you know, the conviction of the other girl. His his attorney, Larry Hall's attorney, had had been able to prove that he had been coerced into a confession, and oh. so Hall could go free if he won that second appeal. And so the FBI was convinced that. Yeah, that he had killed all these other women as well. Well, okay. So Keen asked a question. I can see that. Keen asked a very important question. What do you think it was? Oh, 
I should know this, but let's see, yeah, it's very important. But what is it? Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Not a trick question. <laughs> what the hell has this got to do with me? Ah, uh, well, yeah. See, I told you I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on a spot, man. I, my brain froze oh, up. Oh yeah, it's like you ask me. Okay, what songs do you know on guitar? Uh, yeah, right. A bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> Play one. Um, you can't right now. <laughs> you all start playing it, and if I know it, I'll join in. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how it is, dude. That's totally how it is. You guys just start. I'll, I'll pick yeah. it up. Let's go. Come on. And then after the after the jam session, you Oh, I know this song, this song, this song, this song. <laughs> it's all yeah, coming right? back to me now. <laughs> oh, God. But, oh, God. <laughs> We're just... Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So they they wanted to offer Keen a deal. They wanted to sing... They, they wanted to... They wanted to... They wanted to sing. They wanted to sing? <laughs> They wanted to be in their Oops, band. Stop that! Stop that! Because stop he that. knows all the songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got. Oh, damn he's it. got huge tracks of land. <laughs> he's fire. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Uh, they. We're off to a great start. <laughs> they. Uh, they wanted to send Keen to the maximum security psychiatric. The psychiatric psychiatry penitentiary in Springfield, Missouri, where Hall was being kept, and they wanted Keen to become friends with Hall and get him to confess to the the killings. And if successful, he would be released. But they also needed to find the bodies, you know, specifically. And you know, I I have I'm about I'm about to get to the names of, of of. you know these these first two convictions here. So don't think I'm leaving the names out because I'm not. There's a method to my madness. <laughs> so notable inmates that were at that prison were John Gotti, um, Robert noble. Robert Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz. The Birdman of Alcatraz. No yeah, way. he was there. Um, the Blind Sheik, Omar Abel Rahman, the the the. The World okay. Trade Center bomber in '93. Uh, Dude, I thought that was uh, somebody else, but okay, never mind. Um, Mickey Cohen, gangster. Uh, yeah. Manuel Noriega. Manuel Noriega, no shit. Yeah, and Larry Flint making another appearance in one of our episodes. Larry. Okay, now were these these obviously these people weren't all there when he was no, there. Gotti right? was. No, God, he was. But, yeah, I mean, dude, like the Birdman Alcatraz yeah. and all that, he could have nah. been there. He had yeah, he was dead, he was dead by then. And Iron Sh- the the Iron Sheik. The Blind Sheik. The Iron Sheik. <laughs> the bl- <laughs> wow, we just showed our age for sure. <laughs> the Blind Sheik, I think he's been executed at that point. Or maybe not. He might still be alive. I don't know. Yeah. He's not an important character to this story, so no. it doesn't really matter. Is the Iron Sheik still alive? I think I remember hearing that he died recently. 
I I believe he did. Oh. Yes, I don't know, but damn, if we just not did not just show our <laughs> age. <laughs> hey, kids, if you ever if you if you don't know who the Iron Cheek is, go ask your dad or maybe your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you. Yeah, he was a talented man. Let's just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yes. So. So he so then Keen asked another question. To take a stab at that one. Why me? Ding 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 ding. <laughs> oh I got that one right. Yeah, you got that one right. Yay me. So and you know, and it was because of his street cred and he had ability to blend in with anyone and even if he failed, he would get a reduced sentence. Yeah, he wouldn't be released, but he'd get a reduced sentence just for for trying. Oh, so so it's it's kind of like a win win for him, no matter what. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So right so Keen agreed, and I would too, but but also well, hell yeah, why yeah, wouldn't so, you? But also Beaumont knew about this guy because Beaumont is the one that had put Keen away, and you know, so right. so he saw he saw Keen in court and knew knew about his charisma and stuff like that. He was just like, hell, if anybody can get through to Larry Hall, it's it's this guy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right on. So the the FBI gave all the information they had to um, to Keen, and he studied it. And a few other tidbits about Larry Hall, um, <clears throat> his. His father was a, you know, was an abusive drunk who was also he also ran a cemetery. Actually lived on the cemetery, and as oh. yeah, and as a result, you know, that's a little creepy. Yeah, and he 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 would have Larry, you know, like you know, like pulling um, jewelry and stuff off of off of corpses and stuff like that. And uh, he also little supplemental income. Yeah. And he also showed Larry and his brother Gary the tricks of the you know the the, the family business. So yeah, I said earlier that the only one body had been found. It's uh-huh. because Larry knew how to dig graves. Right. Oh, dude, how many of them are buried on top of other fucking people's coffins, man? You know that. You know yeah, I mean? I mean that 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 doesn't come up in the um. In the book, or the the possibility of that doesn't come up in the book or the the TV series. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get but seriously. I'm gonna get to I'm, I'm gonna you know pontificate about that later on in this episode because um because yeah and I'm I'm gonna compare it I'm gonna tie it to a, the investigation of another serial killer at the end of this. Okay. <clears throat> so so yeah, and another thing, Larry, his brother Gary, they were twins. They were fraternal twins. But and sometimes things happen when twins are in the womb. Sometimes one yes. one twin can like feed off of the other one, le- yep. leaving one of them to like have birth defects, or like even just full on merge. Sometimes yeah, that can happen too. Just you know, but well, Larry was the Larry was the victim in this case of the um the, uh, the so Gary was the parasite yeah Gary was the parasite yes and Gary's perfectly Gary's uh, uh, Gary's perfectly normal 
Larry was not. <laughs> not so much. Right. Although we're gonna we're gonna get to this, but Larry, you know, put off like he was an idiot, but he was okay. actually a lot smarter than yeah. That that was an act, and and we'll. Oh, so he played. Yeah. Dumb. Okay. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Yeah, it's just because of how he looked, and uh, and we'll get to that too. But in in September of 1993, 15 year old Jessica Roach had disappeared, and her her sister had found her bike abandoned a, a few miles from the house, and and they they lived like out in the middle of nowhere, like out in cornfields and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Just Jessica was reported missing, and the police began the search with dogs and everything, and they couldn't find her. So there, there were no suspects other than the usual suspects, you know, people with records. You know, maybe the dad, and you know, because right. you always suspect a family member. But oh yeah, that always happens first. But all of the people in town that, you know, the usual suspects, they um they were all, you know, cleared. So. Yeah, they they determined that Jessica Rose was a runaway, as the uh, as they always do. Yeah, that's a common occurrence, unfortunately. Yeah, like, I can't find. Oh, she ran away. So, a year later, an officer found reports of a man in a van harassing two girls on bikes, and the the person who reported it got the license plate number and it was registered to Larry D. Hall of Wabash, Indiana. And at the time, this is in Georgetown. And at the time they had a civil war reenactment during the time of, you know, when Jessica disappeared. Uh And Hall was brought in for questioning and he denied everything until the officer pulled out Jessica's photo. You know, the, the photo of the, you know, her, corpse basically yeah Hall flinched and looked away and he was arrested and charged and the interrogation lasted a long time and they grilled him about Jessica and they also brought up um, an, the other girl that he was convicted of Trisha Reitler and we're we're gonna get to her shortly as well so um but but he started admitting to to abducting and raping the other girls, but not killing them. But All right. although Hall had confessed to Jessica's murder, he hadn't given any details, and they were the, and he refused to. And later, you know, he was possibly about to be released. So enter enter James Keene. Oh, the plot thickens. Yes. Now, Trisha was somebody that he had, you know, she was a college student, and he had um, just basically grabbed her off the street as she was walking home from class one night. The first day in Springfield, Keene accidentally bumped into Hall. He said he was he was sorry. He's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. And he asked where the, the, the library was. You know where the library I just got here. You know where the library is? Hall says... It's in this building. <laughs> Don't ask the bibliotheque. Huh? 
Oh, I just said, where's the library in Spanish? <laughs> yeah. It's the only Spanish I know. No. So Keen said, he's like, he's like, hey, you, you see, you seem cool. Um, you, you want to, do you think you could take me to the library? Hall said, you think I'm cool? <laughs> <laughs> and Hall said, Hall says, yeah, compared to all these other guys in here. Hall laughed and they went to the library. And it seemed like the icebreaker had gone over pretty well. Hall grabbed a newspaper and read it for several minutes and then put it back. And he didn't really say much after that. Now, Hall really did talk like that. Yeah. It's, it's in the, it's in the TV series. And, but I heard an interview on another podcast where they, um, interviewed Gary. And they, they don't show this in the TV series. They show Gary just talking normal and everything, but Gary talks just like that too. Even though yeah. even though he's normal and all that stuff, he still talks just like that. So, uh, yeah, that that is that's how Larry talked. Okay. So, uh-huh. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. The next morning, Keene had an appointment with the chief psychiatrist. The psych- psychiatrist. Now, he and the warden were the only people that knew why Keene was there, was really there. They they had brought him in on a different, um, you know, they they come up with a fake story about why he was there. And... Ah, uh, see, yeah. yeah. Tricky, tricky. Yeah, and they reassured Keene that if anything happened, they, they would they would get him out, as, as well as help him if anything happened with the guards. Now... Keen's new c- cover story was that he had been busted smuggling arms across state lines, and he was at at Springfield because he had severe depression and a suicide risk. Oh, that's a good cover story. Yeah, and the the doctor he had no intention of anyone finding out about Keen's ruse because it would ruin the, his rep among the inmates. Yeah, you know, right. most of the inmates trusted this, you know, the psychi- the psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. So, it's in his best interest to make sure that nothing happens to Keen. Yeah, I think so. Keen actually did see Hall the next day in the dining hall, and he didn't approach him because he was trying to learn the ropes about being in there and everything, and he's not trying to be obvious, you know? Uh-huh. So sh- yeah, well, you know, you got to fucking play it safe. Right. So shortly later, he went to Hall's cell to scope it out, and he saw several photos of him in Civil War gear and stuff like that. So he, de- he decided to randomly bump into Hall again. Oh, all right. And he tells Hall that he was from Kankakee. Kankakee. He right at the state line. And he he asked he had asked Hall to meet him at the library again, and um, Hall agreed. So Hall was reading his newspaper, and he never said a word to James. And when he finished, he just said, I'll see you later, James. And, and walked out. <laughs> that voice, man. God. <laughs> so this was the routine for several days. Keen was 
Keane was getting frustrated, and one day he asked Keane to join him for breakfast, or Hall asked Keane to join him for breakfast the next day. Now, okay. Hall's table mates were all, were, they were called the baby killers, because every single one of them, some of them were serial killers, some of them had just killed, you know, they, they had all killed kids. Oh. They were outcasts and everything, and being seen with them. As they should yeah. be. Because we know how I feel about fucking kitty fiddlers and all that. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, and it could be a, a bad thing for Keen to be associated with, with them. Oh, yes, it could. So, these these guys that all kill, killed kids. and But Keen was getting through to Hall, and, you know, they were, they were cracking jokes, and Hall's demeanor toward Keen was becoming friendly. So they, they discussed Keene's depression, and Hall liked to compare meds, and Keene would hold, Keen would hold his, his pills in his mouth and then spit them out. Oh. And they, and they, can't, they, they can't just give him a placebo, because what if he's saying, it's like, okay, I'm taking, you know, blah, 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 37, and then and he and he shows it to him, and his blah 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 thirty seven is blue, but Hall's taking blah 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 thirty seven as well, and his is red. So yeah. they they had to give him the exact same thing, yeah. You know, and, and plus, uh, and plus, they, they, it it would look kind of strange if he was going to the chief psychiatrist just to get his medicine, which is what he would have to do if they were going to give him placebo. Yeah. So. Eh, price you got to pay to keep up the illusion, I guess. Yeah, but he needed to, he couldn't take these antidepressant meds because he needed to be on his game. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's why he was spitting them out, but yeah, I got right. you. So, then one day Keen got a visitor, a visitor. It was a woman, and she grabbed him and kissed him. Mwah! Oh, boy. And she said that she was an FBI agent posing as his girlfriend. And... <laughs> he, he, she was to be his. Sorry, I don't know why. I don't know why I laughed. That's n- not necessarily funny. I was just, I just had like a weird, a weird vision popped into my head. Oh, well, it's something. I don't know this lady, and she just grabs him and starts kissing him. It's like, okay, yeah, no, I'm pretending to be your girlfriend, and then you're like, oh, all right, like what? I don't know. I just, I just why don't you? I got a, I got an odd picture in my head that made me. Why don't you? Why don't you pose as my wife so I can have some conjugal visits? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Oh, you're my girlfriend, huh? Let's line up some conjugals then. I mean, dude, even girlfriends are allowed that shit, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either, but you know yeah. what I mean. So, um, she was to be his his contact with the outside, and um, he. He let her know that he was winning Hall over, and they would discuss, you know, they would discuss home and their families and everything, and, you know, and, and Hall even said that Keen reminded him of his brother. Oh. Now, his, his, well, we'll get to his brother. Um, everything was going fine until one day a group of guys came to Keen, and, and they're like, oh, hey, the old man wants to talk to you. <laughs> yes. When you're in prison and somebody says the old man wants to talk to you, that is never a good thing. No, it is not. <laughs> no matter what kind of voice they right. use. You're just like, oh, Hell, shit. Even if Larry Hall had come up and said the old man, the old man wants to talk to you. 
Oh, oh shit. shit. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now, the old man was Vincent Gigante, the leader of the New York Genovese crime family. Oh. And he asked Keen in a high-pitched voice why he was hanging around with the baby killers. Why are you hanging around with those baby killers? You know, he's, he's mocking Larry Hall, of course. Okay. I was about to say, dude, please tell me the mafia guy doesn't have a high voice, too, because that would just be too No, he, he, was, he was mocking Larry Hall, but he was also letting... What are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds of two guys? <laughs> yeah. He's... He was he was letting he was letting Keen know that that exactly who he was talking about that he knew yeah I got you and oh that's funny. never mind all right Keen Keen said that he didn't know that they he's like I didn't know they had done that he's like oh come on everybody in this prison knows what them guys are in for <laughs> like you right. you want somebody to put a fucking knife in your back and. Uh, Keen, no. Keen said no. And then Gigante said, okay, from now on you eat breakfast with us guys. Dun, dun, right. dun. And the plot really thickens. Yep. Part of the evidence on Hall were um, notes that he had written with things like get one. Find one, prospect, jogger, see many girls, take a lot of clothes to keep her out of sight. Place to find one, Anderson College or Mounds Mall. Seen teen, oh. seen teens alone, etc. Yeah, so he he had been trolling all through Waybosh, Wabosh. But there was nothing indicating names, and right. all they had was his just his plan. Yeah. But they could have been anything or whatever. It could have just been like a daily diary. Like they, they could have, they, the, his attorney got him, you know, managed to get him cleared on the one appeal. And when everybody in the world knew that he had done it. So, you know, it's like they, they, this attorney, his attorney was good. Uh-huh. But his attorney could have just spun it like a, that's just his personal diary. Yeah, I saw I saw yeah. teen I saw teenage I saw teenagers. So, I saw teenagers this morning. So, but take a lot of clothes to keep her out of sight. Yeah, he, what does that mean? Yeah, like, that's obviously. Uh, well, I mean, uh, his attorney could have. That's a little shady. His attorney could have been like. You know, he, he maybe he saw a girl that was scantily clad. And he was just like that girl needs to put some more clothes on. Yeah, it, I, I'm. And that's still not creepy, how? <laughs> well, it's just a. I, I'm I'm thinking about a. a I know de- you're playing defense, that devil's advocate, defense attorney. The defense attorney. I got yeah. you. Yeah, no, I got you. Well, I'm being the prosecutor. That's still not creepy, how? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but all they had was this confession to Jessica and Trisha's murders. There was no forensic evidence at all. And by the time they had found Jessica's body, there was obviously none left on her. Yeah. So they they were linking him to they were linking him to murders all through the the Midwest, 20 of them. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, lots of other 
yeah, the, lots of women were were not found. The only, like I said, the only one that was found was Jessica. And yeah, I'm I'm gonna name the victims at the end of this episode. Yeah, the the ones that he's suspected, and he ultimately does confess to, but you know, not necessarily by name or anything. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna honor them at the end of the episode. So, yes, we will. Keen eating breakfast with Gigante seemed to hurt Hall's feelings. It and it and it pissed Keen off. Because the mob group was, was they they were taking him in, even though he didn't want to be taken in. Yeah, stopping him from doing his job. Yeah, and it's just like they they think that he's all part. You know, he's. I mean, they have no clue what's they going bought on. Into the story, right? Yeah, and so Keen Keen even met John Gotti shortly after he arrived. Oh. Dude, you know what? I bet that was cool. Yeah. Had to have been. I mean, dude, I know John Gotti's, like, not a good person, but... No, but the, the cult phenomenon Everybody knew was. who he was, dude. It would have been cool to meet him. Yeah, the cult phenomenon that he was. I wouldn't want to be his friend or nothing. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Yeah, I'm not saying I'd want to, like, be on his side or be his friend, but, dude, I met fucking John Gotti. Right. Dude. How cool is that? Exactly. So... But yeah, you know. Anyway, Keen tried to get down to Hall, and but he had to do it on the down low. So, oh, on the DL, on the DL. as the kids say these days. Yeah, do they even say that anymore? I have I no clue. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> so out of touch. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's not that I'm old. It's just that your music really does suck. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> So, but you know that the, the kids could flip it. You know, it's not that I'm young, but your re- music really does suck. You know what I mean? It could be flipped, even though they wouldn't, because they'll listen to. Oh, my dad listened to that, dude, and that's worse than saying your music sucks. Is like my dad listens to that. Oh man, one time, um, this is years ago. I was working in a photography store, and you know, I had transferred from because I had moved. I had transferred to another one, and there was this young girl there. I, I guess I, how old was I? Probably about thirty-five or so at the time. And you know, there's this young girl there, and everything, and we're, we're talking and everything. And yeah, you know, I was kind of being a little flirty. Not, not, not. I wasn't like flirting or anything like that. I, but maybe just a little. And she's like, "Oh, you're so sweet. You remind me of my dad." Oh. Oh no! Oh, God. The kiss of death. Oh. <laughs> oh, take thy beak from out my heart. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy! Yeah, that hurt. And if you don't know what that's from, either watch a Batman movie or read some poetry. Right. Educate yourself. I called my mom. And told her about that, and yeah. the 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 laugh that I did in you know the episode that you're my my mom uh-huh. did that when I told her that just like busted a gut <laughs> just, cracking up for like just five that, just that like nonstop fucking belly laugh that you just can't control yeah and just rolls so just keeps going. yeah to the point to where it hurts the you know the the top of your spine where your spine meets the back of your skull. Where it just like really hurts right yeah. there. 
Oh, anyway, hashtag, but I digress. Yes. <clears throat> so, finally, he he got Hall alone. How do I get Hall alone? <laughs> <laughs> and he had him. Oh, he had him meet him at the library, and so they they he showed up and everything. They talked. And Hall invited Keane to the TV room Saturday nights to watch his favorite TV show. Take a guess. Oh God. You should know this because you know, we do- since this is the second time around, I do know it, but I still can't believe that they watched fucking what was it, America's Most yep. Wanted or Cops? I it was America's remember. Most Wanted. It is. I cannot believe. Well, I mean, I guess I can. Everybody's sitting in jail watching that, going, oh, "Dude, that's me." Yeah. Well, they're not going to be on America's Most Wanted unless unless there's unsolved crimes that they're, you know, they just happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, the jail is jail. I mean, whether it's a psychiatric jail or a regular jail, jail's jail, dude. And you know, it is what yeah. it is. But whatever. He did, but the other baby killers were there in the TV room too. Yeah, he, yeah, James needed some alone time with with Hall. <laughs> nah, one. One Saturday, they America's Most Wanted did a serial killer special, and Hall was mesmerized by it. At the end of it, there were pleas from parents asking serial killers to reveal where they had buried their daughter's bodies. And Keen, Keen says um, that he's like, if, if I had done it, I'd, I'd tell her, I'd tell everyone where the bodies are. Hall's like, you would. <laughs> oh dude i can't that voice dude i i mean i don't mean to be laughing at something like that but dude that voice i how, do you, I know. how can you help with laugh and keen said that well to to give closure to the um to the the parents it's like it's it's not like i'm going to be getting out of prison it, it would bring and it would also bring him peace with you know god and hall just nodded yeah yeah so the following week, a guy, you know, it, it, it was a black guy, and I'm not saying that to be racist. I'm saying that because of what the guy says. You know, he 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 barges into the TV room and turns off the TV for no reason. Hall Hall said, "That ain't cool. We were watching that," <laughs> and the guy just stood there, and Keen saw, saw an opportunity to um to go to bat for Hall and stand up for him. Uh, so he pushed he pushed past he pushed past the inmate and turned the TV back on. The inmate said, "White boy, you better not touch it or you're going to have a problem." And King just stood there and when the the inmate reached back to the swing, King decked him. Yeah, the the inmate fell and then King stomped his ass. Right on. I mean, and then, not that you know what I mean. Prison. Yeah, I know what that's you mean. what happens. Yep. The guards came in and they threw Keen and the inmate up against opposite walls. They they cuffed him and, and shoved him out of the room, and then they put him in solitary or the hole. The hole. So Keen had a hearing the next morning, and Keen said 
in the book. He's like, lucky for me, all them serial killers stuck up for me and said that the other guy started it. So Keem was released, you know, the the ne- the very next day. Oh, all right. So he met with the the chief psych- psychiatrist, and he said that he wouldn't um, let any of this, you know, the assault or whatever, get into his record. Oh, so okay. So he's he's still be he's still getting the hookup, right? For his, for the job that he's doing. All right. Right on. Right. So, but he warned him not to do it again. But, but it worked. So our little ruse succeeded. Yes. So, Hall was grateful. And the TV show the following Saturday, Hall, after, after watching America's Most Wanted the following Saturday, Hall invited Kane to his cell. He told Keane that his brother would do anything for him and that he would do anything for his brother. And they, they you see the underlying thing there? He, yeah. he's starting to he's starting to consider Keane to be his like a like a brother to him. Like family, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's done his job, he's gotten on he's gotten the end now for sure. Right. All he had to do is whoop an asshole's ass. <laughs> Sometimes it's all it takes. Yep. So, they began to talk more and more. But every time Keen brought up serial killers or religion or redemption, Hall would just nod. And when he when he brought up sex, Hall would just get weird. And Keen knew that, you know, Keen, Keen suspected that, that Hall had never had consensual sex in his life. Oh. And then in in the Blackbird TV series, there's this scene where um, where they're talking, and you know, you know, Hall, Hall's like, "Look at you! You're a really good-looking ladies man. I bet you get all the ladies." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, I I do all right. How many women have you been with?" And Keen says, eh, "About eighty, maybe, give or take." Jesus. And, and and he's and he's like, oh, oh, that's not right. It's like it was just sex, Larry. It was just sex. No, it's more than that. You're bonded to all those women that you had sex with. You're bonded to every single one of them. Uh, no, but all right. And Keen's like. No, it was just sex, Larry, and that that does come up in the book too, but they but not to the degree that they um, emphasized it in the TV series. Right. Well, you know, they got to push the whole sex narrative because, yeah, it's what you do. So Kane started girl bashing. He said he could understand how girls could push you over the edge, and finally Hall opened up. He said that girls. The girls always reject me. I'd always be nice to them, <laughs> but they would always treat me like shit. Right. But he would never admit to actually harming a woman. Well, of course not, yeah. because, you know, you don't do right. that. So, he would start his days with the mob crew, and and he was 
but he was still able to meet with Hall, but later in the day. But things were getting shaky, though. He had been in another fight over a pair of fucking headphones, and he had gotten the head, <laughs> yeah, he had gotten the headphones from a huge from this huge biker dude, and oh boy, and the the person who was trying to steal the headphones from him, he's like, no, these are mine. I got them fair and square. You want them? Go see this guy. Well, and the huge biker dude, and the yeah. and the huge the huge biker dude, he didn't appreciate, you know, being singled out. It's like, okay, yeah, you, know, you don't tell people, you, you don't, you take my name out of your motherfucking Fuck mouth. mouth. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the biker, you know, he got angry. He starts threatening Keen, and. Keen had been, like I said earlier, he'd been a wrestler in high school, so and in college. So when he when the biker dude attacked Keen, Keen made quick work of him, just mopped him up, and the guy was like twice his size. Wow! But then a guy he knew from um, his first prison, he had gotten transferred there, and he did everything that he fucking could to blow uh, to blow Keen's cover. Oh shit! The plot thickens once again. Yeah, he he mentioned King, he's like he mentioned King's drugs drug ring, and oh. some inmates heard it, and he kept mentioning it. Fucking dick. Yeah, and one yeah, it just it. That just kept going on and on and on, and, and it's like a, yeah, he's just playing it off like, oh, I don't know what the fuck this dude's talking about. Right, dude, so, I mean, he's on fucking crack or something, dude. I don't know what's, what, this fucking asshole is just talking well, they, shit. they moved, they, it's like, come on, man, they, they moved him from another prison to here. You think he's right in the head? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy's fucking, that guy's crazier than we are. Right. Just so one night, shit up. Yeah. So one night he was hanging out with Hall, and Hall showed him a manila envelope from his lawyer. It was about Hall's appeal. And Keen knew about the appeals and everything, you know, obviously because he was very well versed on, he, he had read up on, on everything. So, uh -huh. but... Um, Hall was like all happy and everything talking about his appeal talking about how he had beaten the first you know like he had gotten his first appeal and everything and he fully believed that he would win the second one you know and at that point Keynes was like okay well why the hell would he talk he believes so much that he's gonna you know beat the appeal why the hell would he risk that by talking to me uh, by confessing uh -huh. Yeah, would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Fuck no, dude. If you think you're gonna win it, if you know you're, well, not uh, know, it, but you know, Keen, Keen. Well, Keen wouldn't have been in there if unless they were positive that he was gonna win the appeal. Yeah, you got a point there. That's why they sent him in. So yeah, why mm -hmm. would you fucking say a fucking word about anything, dude? Just ride that shit out. Yep. Or. uh Make up false information to fucking give him because you've caught on to his plan. Right. I mean, I don't know. You, I mean, you said this guy played the dummy, but he wasn't. 
No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he was so. Dummy. You know. You know. He's got to be fucking maybe a little bit like, huh? I wonder why he's being like this. Yeah, you would think. But I don't know. The I thing mean, is, is, you know, when you when you know the story, it's easy. You know, it's easy to armchair well, quarterback it, like you said. But you know what I mean, right? But the thing is, it's like you know, learning. You know, just. Learning how to cope with loneliness and everything can be hard if yes. you've been alone your entire life. Oh, yeah. So it's true. just like all of a sudden, even if you are smart, which Larry is, was, is, he's still alive, so is, um, it's like I've got this guy, he's being my friend. You know, and I've, I've never really had a friend before other than my brother. So the you can cut, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was my brother that tried to eat me while I was in the womb. <laughs> yeah. But um, but he, yeah. So it's, it's it's like okay, yeah. Is he smart? Sure, but you know, a lifetime of being alone, other than your brother, and everything. You got this guy who stands up for you, beats the shit out of somebody for you to defend you, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're not going to suspect like, a goddamn thing. No. So you know, no. Somebody that's been cursed with loneliness their entire life, all of a sudden, has got you know he's not alone anymore. He's got a friend now, and everything. You know, yeah, I mean now now if he it, but but Keen played it right. Keen played it right in his um you know how he approached this he, like accident acts of purposely bumping into him, mm. you know and um <laughs> hey I like that <laughs> huh. that's that's a good billism right there acts of purposely. <laughs> I, I don't like think that. that's a billism. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> well, it's the first time I've ever heard it, and if you've been saying it for years, then it's a billism. Okay, <laughs> acts of purposely. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I. Although, truth be told, I think I may have heard that from somebody else. But well, oh yes, it's the first time I've whatever. heard it, so <laughs> it's a billism. It's a, but it's but, a good one. It's not like rapeled. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which is a, a billism oh. you didn't get to hear because I cut I that up. part out. But oh, you just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I had a I had a mouthful of beer. I uh, managed to keep it in. <laughs> you know, I couldn't help it. I had to. So after four months. Hall in a conversation he asked Keen um, who his prosecutor was and Keen yeah, just made up a name. I was about to go row row. You know <laughs> yeah uh, Hall then asked if he had heard of Beaumont and Keen said yeah I've heard I, I've heard of the guy I heard he's a real hard ass. You know and like like we said Beaumont was the pro- prosecutor oh. who put Hall in prison and he was also the prosecutor yeah. that put Keen in prison. And Hall said that Beaumont was after him hard. Hall hated yeah. Beaumont. But but he's but he still wouldn't talk about the charges. Right. So so one day in the library, Keen just asked Hall point blank. He's like he's like, um he asked He's like, don't you think that we've known each other long enough to tell each other the truth? And Hall played dumb, but King's like, like, 
Dude, I I talked to I was talking to my I was telling my mom about my new friend about my friend that I met here in prison, and she told me that she had read all about you, and what you did, you know, was, was in the papers. She like she says you're bad news. And Hall, Hall said, "Oh, the papers had it all wrong." Of course they did. Um, and Keen's Keen's like every everybody that's in here, everybody's. If it was in here. Is in here for something, and and he did whatever he did. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever you did is what is whatever you did. I'm just pissed off, you know, because I have to find out about my friend from my fucking mom, <laughs> right, right? The truth is, he didn't talk to us. Well, of course about not. That. Yeah, <laughs> playing the still. game. He's like, look, dude, you need to tell me this shit so I can get the fuck up out of here. Right, so then he just then he just turned around and walked out. Oh, you know, turned his like, back on it. It was like a mic mic drop moment. Yeah, mic drop, boom. So, oh, playing with the emotions, pulling on, this, on the old tugging on the heartstrings there. Yep. So on on this on this page in my notes, I drew a little hurricane <laughs> because what because you know when I when I wrapped this up was during. Hurricane Ian uh-huh. when it hit us, and I just yeah, you know, and the power had started flickering at that point, you know. So I did the little hurricane thing, yeah. You know, just drew one, right? Waiting to see if the the if the power was going to go off. We never lost freaking power during Hurricane Ian. Oh, look at you! I lost power, and I'm on the other side of the freaking state. <laughs> right, but luck, lucky for us, it. Lucky for us here in Tampa, it, it hit two and a half hours south of us. It yeah, made landfall. I mean, it destroyed that place, and I feel bad for those people. I really do. Oh, yeah. I went down 17 the other day to Fort Myers. Yeah. And um, now, where I went in Fort Myers was just like, you know, just like, you know, a lot of malls, car dealerships, stuff like that. Not a lot of trees, not a lot of, you know. I didn't really see any of the. I didn't go downtown. I didn't go into neighborhoods or anything like yeah. that. But what I saw coming down seventeen, you know, that was, that was a, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's when you realize <laughs> yeah, saw, how fucking lucky we were. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean you Cause especially because you were on that side of the state. I mean I knew I was going to be right. reasonably okay because I'm on the other side of the state. Well, you got tropical storm force winds. I got category one winds. Yeah. And but, cool thing is we never lost power. A lot of people in our area did lose power. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we actually so. lost power twice. It went out, and then like a couple hours later, it came back on. And it then flickered. It went it, out again. It, it. And I had to go to work. And when I got back from work, it was back on. I don't know when it came on, but whatever. It is what well, it, it is. It flickered once when I did that, and it actually went off for about 15 seconds. And I enough, enough time for me to make a post on Facebook. Well, we just lost power, <laughs> and then and then underneath underneath it uh, as a comment, I wrote, "Nah, it's back." Nah, it's back. And then false alarm. Then when we went to then when we went to bed, it was it did it did it again. You know, it went off for about 15 seconds and then came back. I mean, it's just so it's like we lost power for like a grand total of thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, we were. It was like maybe three or four hours total. I guess I don't know. 
So when the power went out, dude, I turned my phone off, and I was like, dude, well, I can run my phone, I run the battery out on my phone, or I can fucking just go to sleep. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> so the next day they met, um, they met in the library again, and Hall said, you know, every everything your mom said about the papers came straight from Beaumont's mouth. <laughs> Uh-oh. You think and he knows Keen, now? No. Nah. Still doesn't know. Keen asked, um, no, no, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. It, like conspiracy theorists, they all have somebody to blame. Oh, yeah. Beaumont, Beaumont was, you know, Beaumont was Larry Hall's conspiracy thing. You know, keep, keep in mind, yeah, Larry Hall knows damn well he did what he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he also, but, but he also knows he's this fucking close to being released. Yeah. Because he's got a really good attorney. I wonder how that guy sleeps at night. But anyway, not the point. Oh no, I could never be a I. I could never be an attorney. Period. I wouldn't want to be a defense attorney because I might, you know, I'd have to defend some piece of shit like this. Oh yeah, they have and to may, tell you that they fucking even, did it, and you still have to fucking defend them. Right. And I wouldn't want to be a prosecutor because I wouldn't want to run the risk of sending an innocent man to prison. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah, you're good at your job one way or the other, and somehow it's always you that ends up feeling like shit because you did your job the best you could. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I could never be an attorney. But, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. And Well, not that kind of attorney, are... but, you know, there, there's, all, there's all kinds of attorneys. Like, you know, like the... Well, yeah. You know, well, you know. Never mind. Don't want to talk about it. I got it. I got. I got to imagine a divorce attorney would probably be the funnest attorney to be. Yeah, probably. It, 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 it's like it's got to be like watching a fucking Jerry Springer episode every fucking day of the week. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> like live in person. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> but do you kids anyway, even remember Jerry Springer? Fuck off. Oh, who doesn't remember Jan- Jerry Springer? So, um. So, Kane then asked Jessica. He's like, "Do you do you who is Jessica Roach?" He's, he's like, "Did the paper say that he that he killed her?" So finally, Hall admits to knowing Jessica. Um, you know, he talked about how how pretty she was, and how you know he got he got relaxed. He while he was talking about her, he talked about his fantasies and you use your imagination. But right, but he would he still wouldn't talk about the murder. And like we said before, why would he? Yeah, of course not. So Keen decided to ramp up the girl bashing. He starts making up stories about and and like faking getting mad about what women had done to him. Oh, and here we go. Uh, Hall asked. Keen, if he had had dreams about hurting women, um, Keen said no, but he had thought about killing an ex with his bare hands. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, made up story. He's just he's just playing a bit. He's oh, just yeah. playing a part. Playing his yeah, doing his yeah. job. Kind of like it's fire. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hall then began opening up about Jessica. Hall had been... Alright. A lot of podcasts do this. We've never really done it. We've never really done it on this one. 
or on on this podcast. But I think we're going to on this one. We're not gonna we're not gonna make a big thing out of it. But there's some graphic shit here, so we're gonna do a trigger warning. Oh uh, yeah, trigger warning. Hall had been at the reenactment in town, and he had slept in his van the night of the um, reenactment. And then the next day, he was dri- driving around and trolling, more than likely. Oh, sure. And he saw, yeah, he he saw Jessica walking her bike, and he pulled up and he asked if she needed help with her bike. Now, this is Larry's side of the story. Remember I said that there was a a witness that saw a guy in a van like hassling two girls? Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is um his this is Larry Hall's side of the story. All right. So, he pulled up and she asked asked her if she needed help with his bike or with her bike. He opened up his van and showed her his bike. And then they they then put her bike into the van and she got in. Now I'm gonna go flash back to our last episode, okay, and a recurring comment that we had throughout that camper van. Oh yeah, <laughs> van. Never get into a van. Never get into a van, dude. Never. Uh. I list. I listened to the Sinclair episode. And it was just hilarious. Every time it was like, yeah, because I I was like. Because I don't, I don't remember how these things go after we do them. I got to listen to them, right? You know, and and I didn't edit that one. You did, so it's like I. So I listened to it after you know after I published it and everything, and it's just like, you know, and, and they went over to the camper van. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, like, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> dude, and I even tried to fucking bring that shit down in the edit, dude. You're just like you so stressed camper van every time, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna bring it down so much because I know what he's doing here. <laughs> not victim blaming, you know, no, like Angus and Claire's. No, not at all. You know the the people in the camper van they yeah. they weren't um they weren't kids although yeah, yeah well just go listen to that episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you have it already um, right a lot of people have <laughs> so um he that's awesome. Yep. He he said everything was fine and, until he tried to kiss her. And and then of course she wanted to get out of the van, but he already had a a, a rag ready with um with starter fluid which, you know, like acts like chloroform. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so she she put up a little bit of a fight, but um, but you know he he pinned her down. He put he put one hand over her neck and and then the rag over her face, and she was down. Um, and he he tied her up and he drove to a secluded a secluded place, and he got into the back of the van with her, and then he says he blacked out, of course. Of course. I don't uh, remember doing that. I must have blacked out. I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. And 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 I think we had sex together. <sighs> yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, 
Uh, Hall said that she regained consciousness and was begging to be let go and begging for her mother. And he said that he didn't like that. He put his clothes back on and he dragged her naked out, out of the van and told her to, to sit down next to the, <clears throat> next to a, a tree. He interlocked two belts together and then got behind the tree so he didn't have to look her in the eye. And he used a stick to twist the belt tight. He kept twisting until he didn't hear any more sound. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's fucking cold-blooded, then, dude. God damn. That's... Yeah. Ugh. All right. <sighs> and then Keen, still in character, he... If you ask Keen, like, the thing that he hates himself the most for ever, like, saying or whatever, uh-huh. um, this would be it. He said... Well, I guess you I guess you had to do what you had to do. Yeah. I mean, what else and do you say at that like, point? You're still fucking on the job, so. Exactly. But Keen had been fine with it up to this point. But when he heard the details of the murder, he'd lost it and he he had to get the hell out of there. He's just like he's just like I, I guess you had to do what you had to do and he just it's like later. Yeah. So he went back to his cell. You know, and he wished he had had a wire or a tiny recorder or whatever, but that was too risky. I mean, they had talked about it, but that was too risky. Well, you know? yeah. But he would he would have, you know, he he would have to testify against Hall. Yeah, you know, and he had most of what the FBI wanted from him. He had even given him information that only the killer and the police would have known. Like, for example, how on Trisha Reitler's body he had folded the clothes neatly and put them in front of a tree. But when Keen went back to his cell, he kept thinking about the photos that he saw of Jessica. He was destroyed. I mean, he had cracked Hall's defenses, but he had also told him that he did what he had to do. It made him sick. Right. It, you know, it was just part of, it was just part of his act, but inside he felt like he was guilty of killing her as well. Yeah, I can I can see that because I mean, you know, he's been trying to he, force this guy into confessing, and then he finally did. And then he has to, and then he has to dismiss it. As yeah. as if, and he has to go like, "Fuck, okay, I got what I needed, but goddamn, I wish I'd never heard that." Yeah, because that's how I'd feel. I mean, the the next day after breakfast, Keen was eating with the mob crew. And he could see Hall watching him, just staring him down. When he was finished eating, he walked up to Hall and asked if they were going to meet in the library. And all of a sudden, Hall's look of alarm went away. And when they met, um, Keen brought up a total trivial subject, you know, t- telling him like he was out of shape and needed uh. to work out. So basically, he's, he's, he's playing it off like, like hey, I like, don't give a fuck what you told me. I forgot what? all about you, that. You, Dude, you need to work out. Right. Let's go. Let's go hit the fucking yeah. weights, man. Come on. Right. Yep. So, Hall started <laughs> confessing even more details about other murders. No names, though. Yeah, and the, this is just this yeah. is in the days and weeks following that. And the destruction of his psyche was weighing down on him. It 
you know, it, it, it was just wearing him down. He, he, he was happy that he was close to completing his mission, but he had to keep it to himself. If if he showed if he actually showed that it was happy that he was happy right. it could blow his cover, you know. And so he's like, it's like shit. I gotta you know I gotta I, I you know he he's he's compartmentalizing two different things. He's car- compartmentalizing his disgust his disgust about what um, Larry Hall had been telling him, and he also has to compartmentalize his you know the fact that he's just like you know it's like he. he he can see the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel, and oh, yeah. it's not He's a like, train. I'm so close, like I can't, but I can't be all like, "Woohoo, I'm almost out of here." He has to fucking stay. He has to stay. Yeah, like, but it was a train. Focused. But the light at the end of the tunnel was a train, <laughs> and we'll get there. But finally, Keen decided to bring up um, Trisha Reitler. Yeah, the only other one. That was that was linked yeah. to him by name at that point. He asked him. He asked. He asked him. You know, uh, Jessica Roach was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. How that went down. What happened with this Reitler girl? Uh oh. Another trigger warning. But Hall said once again, "Oh, it was what Beaumont." And the media made it out to be. It was reported that he had grabbed her off the street at knife point. He said that he had struck up a conversation with her and, and she was actually being nice to him. Yeah. Report, reportedly, Reitler tried to run away and that he stabbed, you know, he stabbed her, dragged her into the van and raped her. Oh. Hoss... Hall said that she willingly got into the van. And then once again, she, you know, he tried to kiss her and she flipped out and fought him and tried to, tried to get out of the van. I mean, she fought him Good for her. hard. I mean, she was hitting. Yeah, she was hitting. She was scratching and everything. And he said none of his victims had fought as hard as Trisha Reitler did. And he st- he started choking her to make her stop. And then, of out. course, he blacked out. And when he woke up, yeah, and we've heard this before. When 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 he woke up, he was lying next to her. She was naked and dead. And but when she was found, her clothes had blood on them, and oh. she had been stabbed. Um, Hall had buried her. And once again, Keene was destroyed, and Hall, and he told Hall that um, he was tired, and he went back to his uh-huh. cell. So part of the deal was he had to pro- provide a location for Trisha Reitler, because, like I said, the only body that they that right. had been found was of Jessica Roach. That's because. That's because that, you know, Jessica Roach was the only one that wasn't buried somewhere. Keen went to Hall's cell one day, and it was empty. He wasn't in the library or the TV room, and King found him in the woodshop, and he was working on a map of Illinois and Indiana. Like... What, like carving it out of wood? 
No. Um, he was, it, it was a hand-drawn but he's in map. The wood shop. I, I don't know. You said he was in the woodshop. So I was like, dude, is he being like really arts and craftsy about it or what's going on here? <laughs> Let me get there. <laughs> Let me get there. Let me All get right. a beer first. Because this is Crimes, Killers, Cults, Absolutely. and beer. <laughs> so, Hall hid the map quickly as soon as he realized that Keen was there, but Keen had seen it. Um, Keen changed the subject, you know, because he was also there, he was doing woodwork, and you know, very, very detailed little carp, uh, little carvings of falcons. And he he said, "They watch over the dead." And there were there were twelve of them, and he was working on a thirteenth for his victims, maybe. I mean, I would think so. If if, if he if he said yeah, they watch yes. over the dead, then <laughs> yeah, that's what they got to be for, right? Right. Keen was, you know, Keen knew he had seen a map with the locations of his victims marked. He figured that the Falcons would be left at the spots where the victims were. You know, Keen then went to a phone and called his <laughs> air quote girlfriend, and um, and Hall was going to send the Falcons and the map to his brother, so uh -huh. Keen had to act quickly. Keen went back to his cell and he started packing his things because he thought he was out of there. Yeah. But then he made a mistake. He, he, he was just like, I, I can't leave this. I can't leave this. You know, and so he went and he gave Hall a piece of his mind. <laughs> Dude, he, you were out. All you had to do was he just went to, go. He, yeah. So he told Hall that God you know, the, he would be leaving soon. Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm going to digress here in a minute. And it kind of ties in. I, oh, yeah, I understand I his mindset. I mean. So, um, so he said that, that Hall had done some rotten shit and he didn't know how he lived with himself. Hall, but then Hall surmised that Beaumont had sent him and and Keen's just like, no, I just know how fucked up you are. So he did figure it out. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, but as far as like, it's like getting, you know, going away and everything, be like, nah, I can't, I can't, yeah. I, I can't, I can't walk away. Yeah, I, I gotta, I yeah. gotta tell this fuck how I really think. So I, I. I had a I had a boss one time. I, I was cleaning carpet and everything. And this guy was a real fucking tool. He didn't even he didn't even know how the fuck to to clean carpet and everything. And he owns a carpet cleaning like, business. How the fuck he, does um, that even? I happen? mean, it was hot. Yeah, yeah. And he was, um, yeah. It's just he never got stains out, and he just explained it away by this or that or oh, you can't. It's just not going to come out. And I I knew from like other companies that I'd work for, uh, yes, they can. One time he did a water damage and didn't pull out the, um, he didn't pull the carpet and, you know, and remove the pad. 
And he he told me that I was stupid uh, for even suggesting it. So he was just a thief. So it's just one time, one time. Basically, well, he was a thief, but he he was a thief and a quack. He thought that, but he genuinely believed that he was doing the right thing. But he was still a piece of shit. One time, um, one time, a, a you know, we were in this house and this this woman, the the lady that lived there, she went into her bathroom, smoked you know, smoked a joint. Well, he smelled it and blamed it on me. Screamed at me for smoking a joint in somebody's house and all that stuff. I'm like, a, like I can go take a drug test right now. I don't smoke fucking pot. Like he, I'm like, I, I'm like, do you really want to go down this road? Uh huh. So finally, it, it just, and this is when you uh, and I were in a band together. I mean, I don't remember this particular um, story, even though, and, but I remember this time. I do. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, it's just like, finally, I, I went back to my previous job. <laughs> Honestly, I went back, they, they hired me back and they hired me back at a higher rate too. But, um, but I, you know, I, I went to, I went by his house to pick up my last paycheck and everything. And he's just ha- like, have a nice life. And I walked away and I got back in, into my, my pickup truck, drove off. And I just got sick and it's like going over all the shit that he had said and done and all that shit and everything. And I was just like, no, uh-uh, nope. You ain't. And I went, I went back and I just fucking went off on this piece of shit. And I, um, there was this one thing where, you know, the, these people had white carpet in their house and it was, it was with a realtor. It was with a realtor and, you know, realtor. So there's like a lot of rental Rental properties, to, yeah, yeah, you know that she had. Well, it, th- this white carpet just had dirt on it. Dirt is so fucking easy to get out, but you know, with the equipment that he had and the, it wouldn't come up. Well, when I went back to my previous employer, I um gave him the telephone number of this realtor, and um. So we went back there and we went back there, you know, and she had us come back out to, to, you know, to, to clean that carpet, that white carpet, spotless, pure white and everything. And I told him that I did that. Right. And he's like, you took my account. I'm like, yeah, cause you weren't doing the damn thing with it. Like you were just ripping the, you were just ripping that woman. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we yeah, right? screened back and forth at each other for, for like 20 minutes and everything until I finally just told him to fuck off. And you know what? I felt fucking good after I did that. So, so, hashtag, oh, yeah, I'm sure. but I digress. But yeah. I, I, I brought that up just because it's just like, I, I can see, you know, somebody pushes you. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's emotion. Yeah. And sometimes it gets the best of you. Should I have done that? Should I have? No, I should, I should, I shouldn't have. No. But, no, I fucking felt have, good after doing it, though, especially because I I fucking stole an account from him. Hell yeah, no, <laughs> dude, I get, I totally get it, and yeah. So the next morning, Keen was woke up by a woman who was in his cell, demanding to know who Keen really was and why he was harassing her patient. 
It was um, it was Larry Hall's personal doctor. Uh oh. And Keen told her, "Just like I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Go talk to go talk to my doctor. The, you know the the head guy here. Go talk to him." And she de- she demanded to know who sent him. And then two guards dragged him to the hole until he decided to tell the truth. <laughs> Keen saw Hall as he was being dragged away. Keen saw Hall was down the hall. <laughs> hall down the hall. Hall down the hall. Hall down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had, he had been there watching the whole time. He yeah. So basically, he had just gone and ratted Keen out. You know, it's like, okay, this guy's harassing me. I I think he's in here, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. luckily, he had left a voicemail for his air-quote girlfriend, and he even tried to tell a guard who he was and what he was doing, but the guard ignored him. You know, but, well, yeah, because they're in a fucking mental hospital. Right, so, so it yeah, sounds like... You're, a, you're just crazy, motherfucker. Yeah. And the, the guard, even at one point, this is in the TV series and in the book, but the guard's just like, don't you ever say FBI to me again. <laughs> and, and, yeah, like... like at, at, at that point, do you think he started feeling like, oh, fuck, this was a trap? <laughs> he had to have, because he was kept in solitary for weeks, and he was going mad. You know, he, yeah. he asked for his doctor, but the doctor was on vacation. Of course the doctor's on vacation. And at that point, you just got to be like, dude, I'm losing my fucking mind. Right. I fucking totally fucking fucked this up. Yeah. By so, taking this fucking job, dude. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in this fucking place. They've forgotten about me. Yeah. And and at this point, you know, word was starting to get out. was probably starting to get around that he was a rat because I'm I'm pretty sure that that Larry Hall was not keeping his mouth shut while Keen was in the hole. No, I, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. I'm sure he was telling everybody that he possibly could. Yeah, and it 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 doesn't really it doesn't really go into that in the book, but in the TV series it does, and everything. It's like there's a falling out between him and the um and Gigante, yeah, the the mob crew, yeah. and everything. And they they basically said they're going to kill him. Oh yeah. So yeah, but that. But that that that's in the TV series. It's not in the book. So if it happened, you know, the fact that it's not in the book makes me think that that's kind of like an embellishment. Yeah, it could be, but you know, just just for suspense value, which I get. For yeah, you know, um. So a week later, the doctor the doctor finally came to see him, and Keen was pissed. You know, demanding that. Get the FBI contact girlfriend down there. So, and the doctor said that he would. Later that day, three guards dragged him from out of the hole. Finally, his FBI contact was there, and she got him released. The inmates saw him walking with the FBI agent, and oh. they they didn't know what to think other than something big was going on. Yeah, and yeah, they. Th- but this this scene they leave out of the series, which is weird, because in the book he walked by, and this you know the book is co-authored by James Keen, so yeah. so in so he you know in the book he's like walking through prison and everything with like you know like 
two guards and an FBI agent with a sidearm and everything. And, uh-huh. you know, the, the suits. If the suits were there, then it was something big. And it's just like there was this one prick that had been there that was always giving him a, a ration of shit and everything. He's like, you're getting out? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm getting out. And you're and you're going to stay your fucking ass in this shithole the rest of your fucking life. And, you know, and then he, he bumped into that guy that knew him from the previous prison that was trying to out him. And, and his, uh-huh. jaw, his jaw is just on the floor. And he, he, he looks at him and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you! And so, fuck you right in the fucking neck, you motherfucker! Yeah. So you would think that they would have put that part in the series, you know? Just like the series, the don't get me wrong, the series is very good, and I recommend it. But but it's just like so there there was like some of the stuff that I was watching. I was just like I was just like getting infuriated. It's just like that's not what happened, or. <laughs> Right. Or why didn't you include it? Because I'm I'm serious. If 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 the author of the book that I read is um, you know, saying something, I I you'd think that you'd want that, especially a scene like that with him being let out of there. That that definitely yeah. should have been in there. But but then again, though, he could have just been embellishing that part for his own sake too. Could so. be, but how would Apple TV know? Well, you know, I'm sure they read the book too to make the series or whatever. Right? Because mo- the prob- majority, and they probably just went like, "Dude, he just made that shit up." Yeah, dude, if we put that in the show, everybody's gonna go. That's the fakest fucking thing that could ever happen. Ah, eh, okay, maybe. I, I, I see. I, I, I see. You your, know what I'm saying? I, 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 I get. Mean, I don't saying. know, dude. I don't know, but maybe that's why they didn't because you know they the producers of the show felt that that was a made up moment by him because he was on his way out and he just like dude I'm gonna say this even though I didn't this is what I wanted to say but I didn't do it well he was he he was pissed he was pissed off after having to spend like several weeks in the hole and all that stuff well I'm sure but you know what I mean but but so you got to figure he's walking out there. He's walking through, you know, walking through Gen Pop, you know, we'll, you know, where everybody's out of their cells and all that stuff. It's just like, maybe, maybe that didn't happen because of the fact that, um, it's like, okay, yeah, somebody that's in there for life or even on death row or whatever could have just yeah. like, fuck you, you rat, and walked up and shibbed him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going to fucking start a prison riot on my way out by trying to be a badass. Uh, there is yeah, a. There is I could a, write that in my book and nothing happened, you know, because right. nothing happened because I didn't say it, but I, maybe I was thinking it. But you know, dude, I'm going to put it in a book that I actually said that shit. Who's going to fucking refute? Right. Me? Well, there is a prison riot in the series, and but the prison riot is not in the book. Well, of course, because you can't have a show about a fucking mental hospital or a mental prison institution without having a without fucking a prison, prison riot. riot. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that's what the people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> whatever hey, fuck dude I, dude I could write better television than half the shit that's on here right now dude. Uh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong the Blackbird series is really good I recommend it oh no I'm not I mean I'm not saying that it's bad I'm just saying that because I have fucking half a brain and common sense yeah. so that I could write better fucking TV and movies than half the shit that comes out nowadays on oh, networks anyway anywhere yeah but but, but so weird, th- i'm not gonna go into that because you know it's not worth it 
Yeah. That's all I, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> so the agents drove him to an airstrip and there was um there was a, a private jet waiting and on board there was a turkey dinner waiting for him and he tore that shit up. Oh, see. First and, mistake. And well and while he was um while he was tearing it up and everything he's yelling at the the FBI agent for abandoning him. And all all she could do was apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You fucking left me in there. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> well, I was on vacation. What else can I do? Oh, no. Not her. I mean, no. I know somebody else. It was somebody else that was on vacation. But, you know, whatever. That excuse kind of, like, rolls over to everybody that fucking abandoned him. Right. What do you but, think about it? So he he was taken to a Chicago jail where he had to stay for a few weeks um, because of his... <laughs> Take a guess why. Uh, I should know. He, he had to be sentenced. He had he he oh, could he yeah. couldn't leave until until he met with his sentencing judge. So why would it take so a, a few weeks for because him to get that judge was on vacation too? Yep. <laughs> Dude, guy. if I was this guy, I would totally be I would totally be thinking that I was fucking set up. <laughs> yeah. So Keen went over all of the confessions with the FBI, and they compared notes on his story versus what Hall had said on record. Yeah, you know, he was taken to Beaumont, and he was given a, a lie detector test, and he passed it. And now Beaumont, you know, it it's 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 regular. It's accepted that um, you know lie detector tests aren't admissible in court. Yeah, but you know, it, Beaumont believed that if you failed a lie detector test, then it's hit or miss. You know, but but he believed he believed staunchly that if you passed a lie detector test, then you're legit. Uh huh. So he passed it, and Talio. Yeah, but Beaumont had you know. Beaumont, you know, prior to Larry Hall's sentencing, Beaumont had given him a lie detector test and he had failed it. So, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to take that for what it is. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, but but still, I, I mean, I can kind of see his point. You know, it's 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 easy it's easy to fail a test. But if, but if you're telling the truth, and that means you're completely relaxed and everything, and yeah, some people can can fake it and all, but but whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It so, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Keen's lawyer told um, told him that he would be released. The hearing started, and Keen's attorney went over everything, and the verdict: time served. He was a free man after processing. So, um, Hall, Hall had failed the, the polygraph, as I said a minute ago. Uh, they, um, they, they had, they had the map and they went to the locations, but nothing was found. And that, that's going back to what we were talking about earlier. That was just like, okay, no, nothing was found because these people were buried in a proper burial six feet under. Yeah, right. but you know, 
you know, but they they went to like the exact location where they were said to be, but they, um, you know, they they didn't excavate the whole area. Now, like Canadian serial killer Willie Picton, when they um when they es- they they excavated his entire fucking property and it took months and millions and millions of dollars to do it, but they found the victims. Now, right. if they if they had just excavated, <clears throat> like like the like like say the entire area of say like a hundred like a hundred yards by a hundred yards they probably would have found something if the yeah, map maybe. if the map was accurate but like you were saying what if he buried bodies on top of bodies yeah like in his graveyard all of his victims could actually be in his fucking graveyard they could be i mean and seriously dude i mean he had to have i mean you said this guy was smart he just acted dumb right he had to have suspected that something was up. I mean, he, even when it got to the end of it, you said that he did. Like he was like he, like he knew. So maybe, you know, maybe he knew. You. Maybe I'm he going knew to earlier, dude. Yeah, maybe he knew earlier and fucking drew a fake map. Just they're like, this is what he wants. Let's give it to him, dude. But it, it's not where anybody could is. be. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put the title of criminal genius. On Larry Hall, but <laughs> but he wasn't idiot. He wasn't an idiot either. Yes, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, you don't have to be a fucking criminal mastermind to fucking realize what somebody's doing and then give them false information to fucking make them look like a fucking shit heel, you know? Right. And and you and you're still safe because, yeah, yeah. You know, he took that map, and you guys didn't find no bodies, so. You know, no corpus, no delecti. I get to go free. Yep. So, but now that that's interesting. I'm su- I'm surprised that it that they never thought about searching his graveyard, the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, the guy worked at a fucking cemetery. How do you just bodies on body? top of bodies? You, you, yeah, you're already burying somebody. All right, you wait till the funeral's over. You got somebody dead. You just throw them in top on the coffin and fucking dump them down there and bury. Right. Them. Exactly. Nobody will ever fucking do that because now you have to get fucking permission to exhume bodies. No, no, you wouldn't even have to. No if, one if will he ever threw, do that. If he threw the body on top of a coffin and then and then covered the grave up, then you're not damn. You're not dis- disturbing the coffin. No, nah, dude. I mean, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is he put the body in the coffin because you know oh, dude, okay. once the funeral's over, you know, dude. I mean, like seriously, you lower the coffin down and then you you, you know. Everybody sees you throw a couple shovels full of dirt on, and then everybody leaves, right? So you just keep pretend, you know. You just throw little light shovels on. Yeah, I think you and just saw. I think you just once saw everybody's this case. gone. Then you just climb back down there, open up the fucking coffin, throw another body in it, cover it, and then you fucking bury it with a backhoe, which is what they do, dude. I know? think I think you just solved this case, man. I think every I, I think every single one of his victims is in his cemetery. In his in cemetery, either like in a coffin with somebody else, or on or on top of it, or underneath, of or underneath, buried, it. yeah, or underneath, yeah, it. yeah, one way or another, yeah. I think you. I, I think, think every one of his case. victims is buried in that cemetery, and yeah, <laughs> whatever you know, it's just pure conjecture. But the details you've given me for this story, that's what I think. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you. I I think you I think you blew the lid off of it. I bet that if they, you know, it would take a shit ton of time and money. But they they did it for Willie. And a whole lot of fucking permission getting, dude, to fucking yeah. zoom bodies. 
Well, shit. I mean, that's just like you know, that's the perfect. That's why he got away with it because he knew that nobody would just arbitrarily agree to have their fucking deceased relative's body fucking exhumed. You know what I mean? It, it I makes mean, perfect sense. I mean, it, dude. But think I, about okay, it. Think about have, it. If, so, if somebody came to you, if somebody came to you, if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, we have reason to believe that um, a serial killer might have buried somebody on top of one of your loved ones. Can we dig up the grave? Yeah. I mean, see, I mean, it depends on. I, you know, I mean, yes, I would. I think be I'd be okay with it. I, I would, I would probably agree to it, but at the same time, it's like, look, to not desecrate, you know. Well, all they would have to do would be open the coffin. Yeah. Not, not going to do anything with. But you know what I mean. Not going to. You gonna know what do I mean, though, dude. I mean, dude, like, I mean. We d- we my just... father, my brother, my mother, they were all cremated, right? So, I right. mean. I cannot speak to something like that actually happening to me. Right. But, I mean, like, dude, if if you spend the money to buy a coffin and put your freaking loved one in it and then have them buried underground, it's like, dude, I mean, like, even digging a hole, even digging that hole back up is, like, that's a tough decision. I mean, it's like, that's their fucking sacred resting place that's their final resting place no you cannot dig that up i don't know i i would you know I, I mean? i'd be i'd be like okay do it it's like okay well you know maybe can we can we open it we're not going to do anything to it but can we open it you can be there if you want to we just want to open yeah, it and make I mean, sure there's it, not if a... i was going to agree to something like that i would have to be there to make sure there's fucking nothing right shady going on you know whatever but, but you know what i mean dude, but dude like, I, i'm serious i think i mean i, I, I think can you, see it from the yeah i, I think i probably I think you, figured it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean damn but honestly though dude I'm, I'm sure i'm not the first one that's thought this and i don't know it's probably completely wrong because i'm sure that everybody else thought that too it's like dude it's so obvious <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know i mean you know, it's just like, okay, if this is, you know, he's like third generation in charge of this graveyard. So it's, it's like a, you know, it's a big graveyard. Yeah. Where else would he bury the bodies? Where else would right. he fucking hide them? I think. I you, mean, like, I think it's so fucking obvious. Like, they're in the fucking cemetery that he fucking owned and yep. ran. I, I'm with you. Fucking I'm 100% kidney. with you. <laughs> so, Larry Hall... His, he was obviously denied his appeal. He was sent, you know, he, <laughs> he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. And he has confessed to a total of 35 women and he's suspected of 40 to 50. Oh, he was reconvicted of Jessica Roach and the appeal on Trisha Reitler stuck. You know, it, it, you know, he did. He wasn't on that. Now his brother had been in his corner the entire time, Gary. And but fuck one, you, Gary. No, 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 no. I'm just not, kidding. Not, I'm not just kidding. You. I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, no, fuck you, Gary. You fucking parasite, motherfucker in the womb. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Go on. But, in utero, mosquito. 
you <laughs> <laughs> was, you know, dude, I'm going to name a death metal band that. <laughs> That's great. But dude, I'm going to I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a death dubstep album. And I'm going to name it In Utero Mosquito just because you said that, bro. That's, <laughs> that's fucking that just, awesome. That just popped in my head. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, God, hey, where was I? Um, his brother. His brother. Gary. Yeah, he had been, he had been with, you know, like in, in Larry's corner the entire time until the new evidence of, you know, like James's confession. James Keene's confession uh-huh. and everything, right? And um, and then after after that, his his brother just basically just disowned Larry. Oh, yeah. And there's a scene in Blackbird where they're sitting together and everything, and Gary's just like, uh, it, oh, Larry's like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. And then Gary's like, no, you're exactly where you deserve to be. And, yeah, and then and then Larry's like, off. Larry's like, not you too, not you too. But anyway, fuck Larry Hall. Anyway, and fuck Gary, fucking parasite. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> In utero mosquito. In utero mosquito. That's going to be the name of my next death step album. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Well, either that, it's just going to be a name of a song because, dude, that'd be a cool song too. You know, in all in all seriousness, props to get props to Gary for pulling his head out of his ass at the end. Yes, and walking away. Yeah. So, Good anyway, you, he's still he's still in prison there at um in Springfield, and the victims that he's suspected in that we have the names on. There's some. There's like numerous unidentified victims that that or just missing to this day nothing's been found but the the ones that that were named that i could find were 15 year old dean marie pyle peters um deborah jean cole um jennifer schmidt 19 marcy um marcy swinford 21 denise flum 18 folia chavez 28 kimberly thompson 25 linda wedley 10. Diane Jane Braungott, 18. Wendy Fulton, 16. Paulette Webster, 19. And, yeah, those, those are just the ones that I've found that were, you know, people that they were, he, he was suspected of being linked to, you know, where it was listed by name. I couldn't find anything else. All right. Okay. So, so, you know, rest rest in peace, ladies. You know, yes. it's, you know, it's more than likely he's the one that did it, and you know, that guy's, you know, he's, he's gonna rot in prison for the rest of his damn life. Oh, yes, please. So, anyway, freaking awesome. St- compelling story I, I recommend the book and i recommend the tv series because i mean it's just like that you know i found out about it i found out about the story you know just i just kind of happened upon it 
and I didn't know about the TV series, and I certainly didn't know about the book. But when I found out about it, I was like, okay, we're doing this one. Yeah. And and I, yeah, awesome story. And after after the fact, um, James Keene. Okay, we got a Big Jim. Big Jim has a series of strokes and everything, but he did get to see, you know, he did live long enough to see James Keene released from prison, and they they had five years together before he finally passed away. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And James has gone on to, you know, it, it's like he's actually started working with the FBI as like a, you know, as, as a profiler for serial killers. Oh wow! So, talk about turning your life around. Holy shit! Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, and he also has success, successful business ventures and everything. I'm not clear about, you know, what exactly he got into or whatever. But he is, you know, but he is also like continuing the work of, um, you know, of the FBI profilers and everything, you know, by helping out. And he's he's been in on bringing in some, you know. Some serial killers. Because yeah. he was able to get into the Mindalary Hall. Yeah. So. Well, you know, good for him, dude. I'm glad he turned his life around. I'm glad he got that time to spend with his father before his father passed. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, you know, you know, maybe, you know, I guess he brought some closure to some of these families. Right. Of the fucking... But at this point, at this point, I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I really do think you blew the lid off of this case. But, um, but at this point, he's not getting, he's not, he's going to die in prison. Yeah, well, as he should. And there, yeah, and there, and he has been connected to these, these victims that I named, as well as, like, other people that, you know, that just for whatever reason didn't have their names. You know, he has been connected to them, too. So it's just like. At this point, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it would give the victim's family's closure by name, but it's like they're pretty sure he did it. Oh, yeah. So it's like it, it's it's already it's already done. It's already over with. So it's just like I can, I can get why they're, they're not going to spend the money to exhume, you know, these various locations or, or like, like you yeah. said, the cemetery. So. Which is probably where they are, but I, mean, I, I agree. I, I agree a hundred percent. That's yeah. probably exactly where they are. And I'm sure somebody else thought of that too. And they're just like, you know what? The guy's already in a fucking mental institution. Should we even bother? And they were like, dude, is it going to be worth the money? Right. When we could just go look, he did it. We can't find him, but he fucking did it. He's going to die in prison. Right. That should be enough. And but is it enough? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I I you know, I don't I'm I don't have any friends or family members that have been victims of serial killers. Yeah. You I mean either. You almost had a friend that was a victim of a serial I killer. Almost, I almost yeah, I, I had a friend that was almost a victim of a serial killer. <laughs> I'm talking to him right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we cover that yeah, sick son of a bitch. That'll, that'll be another day, another time. Teaser trailer. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Cult survivor, Anywho. serial killer survivor. <laughs> I know, dude. You've had such an exciting life, dude, and I've done fucking nothing. 
Uh, <laughs> just a fucking putz, so, dude. I've been a, I've lived a sheltered life. <laughs> sheltered. Your life has been anything but sheltered. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I was, I was I was I was I was not in a cult, and I was never a potential victim of a serial killer that you know of. Well, that I know of, but yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you could have had somebody stalking you. Anybody could have had somebody stalking them. <laughs> oh, dude, I hope so. But whatever. <laughs> But anyway. Dude, I'm sure I have people stalking me <laughs> just because of the shit I fucking say on here. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. It means the world to us that you listen. Yeah, it I really mean, does. And it's just like we're, you know, it's just like people are starting to interact a little bit on our socials. Um, our our socials will be linked in the um in the episode description and everything as well as, you know, every, everything's on our website. So if, if you find a, my link somewhere that I post, it's probably going to, it's going to take you to the website, which will have everything there. Like all yes. of the different platforms that we're on as well as like my original music, um, you know, and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Todd no longer has a band. So, all right. But if you do manage to track him down, if you're on vacation and everything, and like happen to like maybe see his picture on our Twitter page or Facebook page and be like, "Hey, that's Todd," yeah. you 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 tell him that he that you listen to the podcast. He'll probably be. I'm sure I'll he'll still, still buy you a beer. There. <laughs> yeah, I'll still buy a beer. We can hang out and bullshit about stuff. Absolutely. So or you could find me on Facebook, dude. It's not that hard, dude. <laughs> or Instagram. Because I mostly post to Instagram, but I have it set up to where it goes to fucking Facebook and Twitter. I just, I hate Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm the but Facebook you know, and Twitter guy. Personally, it's, 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 it's my, my uh, just personal beliefs. I just, you know, whatever. But, yeah, sometimes I do take pictures, of, like, and put on Instagram where I'm at and what I'm doing. And, you know, see something like that, you're in the area, come on by. Yeah. Awesome. So the the same rules apply. Just because I'm not playing in a band doesn't mean I you know come on by and say, "Hey, dude, you're Todd. You're Toddzilla from fucking Crimes, Killers, Cults, and Beer." I'm like, "Why, yes, yes, I am." Bartender, get them a drink. Get and that man a drink. Talk. You know, and and, yeah. and I have more time to talk since he's not in the band anymore. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. I won't. I won't be playing 45 minutes out of every hour, and I'll actually be able to sit and talk to you. Right. That's even better. Huh. Dude, this whole no band thing may have worked out in my benefit. I'm putting this out here right now. I'm putting this out here right now. There is a right. um there is a podcast called that I just recently found called Florida Man on Florida Man. Uh oh. And um and I'm 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 putting it I'm putting it out there. I love their podcast, it's awesome. They're they're really good right and they they cover headlines and then they tell a story. It's a really good show, and they're from they're like probably like twenty miles from where I am, maybe Sweet. thirty. Let's hook up. We yeah, let's let's do a freaking live event, guys. And, and I'm you know I'm not even that, the, dude. Let's just hook up and fucking just sit in the same room and fucking yeah, all just four of drink, us or however many of them there are. I don't know. There's but three. Just sit around and fucking bullshit, dude. It doesn't yeah. even have to be about anything, dude. And we do, do we? They can put it on theirs. We'll put it on ours. It'll be like Florida men talking about what the fuck ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what do. I mean, dude. Like we seriously, need to, we need it to hook up with them. Doesn't have to be them. a specific thing. Yeah, 
Dude, I'll, but, dude, I'll drive over to your side of the fucking state just to hook up with them guys. You know, with all that, dude. Put all of us in the same fucking room. Put mics in front of everybody. Fucking yep. plug in. Let's go. Yep, we could go to the bunker. Yeah, or we could and go whatever to happens, studio. happens, dude. Seriously, whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? It would be fun. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a specific topic or anything, so, dude. It's like, all right, here's here. Okay, there's three of them. You said, yeah. All right, well, okay, me and you. There's okay. It's, it's five dudes from fucking Florida, just sitting around, fucking bullshitting about Florida shit. Yep, they even covered the Ashleys. Oh, the one I missed out on because yeah. of personal reasons. But yeah, anyway. But they they even they even covered the Ashleys and, um, but yeah, they're, they're, I've been listening to their, their there's some of their topics I'm gonna want to cover in you know greater detail. The, you know the way that we do things. Oh but, yeah, yeah. That's like some of their. Oh man, I, I'll I'll tell you off air. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up. We'll see you. We'll see you next week or maybe later this week and everything. We're probably gonna have two episodes coming out in the matter of days. You know because of like technical difficulties. But hey, it's growing <laughs> podcast. It's it's growing pod. Group. <sighs> Podcast growing pains is what that, he's trying to it. say. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, until next time, later. Cheers, everybody.